Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Oregon Wedding Podcast. I am your host, Michael Trevino, founder here at OWP. Thank you for listening this week, episode number three this season. And today we are talking about timeline basics. Now, first off, I had promised to have a guest on this episode and I made calls, but I couldn't get anybody to uh, hop on with us today. So you're getting my opinion on wedding timeline basics today. Now, let's jump right in. I have got, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six things for you to think about when putting your timeline together. Now, the first thing that I recommend that you do, and this is based off of over the last few years, I've done about 100 weddings here in Oregon, a few in Southwest Washington, mostly here in Oregon. And I've taken my experience in dealing with all of these different timelines and different venues and different couples And I've kind of blended it all together to put these little nuggets of information and advice together for you. So having done all of that, this is my advice. Here are my six things to do in order to put a awesome and efficient timeline together. Item number one is activities. Put together a list of all of the things that you want to take place within the block of time that is your wedding timeline. Now, I guess before we go go any further, I, I need to specify exactly what I mean by your timeline. I am talking about timeline from your guests' point of view. That means from when they pull up and open their car door and make their way to the ceremony until they are gassed from dancing and they're walking back to their car and they close the door and drive off. That's the block of time that I'm talking about. Now, your timeline leading up to the event, we will talk about a little bit more in depth in another episode. But on this one, we're looking at putting your basic timeline together. And that would be from the start of the ceremony till your last dance or your send off. So first thing you want to do, Write down a list of all of the activities that you want to have happen during that block of time. Now, that would be things like a ceremony, cocktail hour, time for family photos. We want to do a grand entrance, our first dance, dinner, parent dances, anniversary dance, money dance, shoe game, all these things. Every activity that is going to involve you and potentially take some time Write it down. Doesn't have to be in order. You don't have to determine how long it's going to take. Step one, just write all of those things down. Have an idea of what you want to have take place within that block of time. Okay? Now, the next thing, and I talked about this in the previous episode, and that is guest count. It is so important And it comes into play again here as we're putting our timeline together. Why is it so important? Let me explain. 
in those hundred or so weddings I've done in the last few years, this is what I have found. This is my, this is the golden nugget of this uh, episode. And that is a small wedding of say between 40 and 60 people can take place within a timeline or a time frame of about five hours doing all of those things that I just listed, maybe even a few more things. Ceremony, cocktail hour, photos, toast, dessert, dances, all that. A small wedding of about 40 to 60 people can get all of that done in five hours with time to spare and moving at a comfortable pace. What makes that time frame not work is if your guest count goes up. Now, it might seem a little odd because what would a guest count, how can a guest count affect a timeline? Let me tell you. That group of 40 to 60 that can get all those things done in, in five hours. Now, the time it takes a group of 40 to 60 people at the end of the ceremony to pick up their chair and move it across the lawn and into the barn and sit down, that amount of time is, say, five to seven minutes. Now, a group of 140 to 160, well, you're going to have to add maybe another five to seven minutes to that. Now, that doesn't seem like a whole lot, but that's five, seven, ten minutes you're adding to nearly every activity. An extra five to ten minutes to get through dinner. An extra five to ten minutes to get to dessert. An extra five or ten minutes for them to get their drink during cocktail hour. All of those little things add up, and now that five-hour wedding, all of those things start to get a little bit tighter. There's a little less wiggle room for things. So now maybe look at six hours. Well, hey, we have 200 people, and we have 225 people. Okay, well... Now that extra five or 10 minutes is going to be maybe an extra 15 to 20 minutes to get all of those people through. Now at the end of the day, a five-hour wedding and an eight-hour wedding may not necessarily have three more hours worth of activities. You know, your first dance is going to take three or five minutes, whether you have 10 people or whether you have 1,000 people. Right, So that's not where your timeline needs to grow. It needs to grow based on your guest count because your guest count is what's going to drag things out. It's what's going to make things go by slower. That's where you're going to need to buy extra minutes with every activity. So have that guest count in mind when you're putting your timeline together. And the, the nugget that I shared with you is a five-hour wedding is great for a group of about 40 to 60, maybe even 80 people. Now, if we're getting to 100, 125, 150, well, maybe we should 
look at possibly adding an extra hour. Now, if we're at 175, 200, 225, well, we're certainly adding an extra hour and maybe even more on top of that. So that's something to think about. So that's item number two, guest count. Item number three is now you need to factor in your venue or venues to your timeline. What do I mean by that? Well, are you getting married at City Hall or in a church or at a golf course and then commuting back to a separate venue for your reception and dance? Well, you need to factor in time for that. Is the ceremony located at a golf course on the 10th hole and you're getting married back at the club or you're having your dinner and reception back at the clubhouse? How long of a walk is that? How long is it going to take your guests to go from point A to point B? Now, it could be you're getting married just on the other side of these barn doors and it's 10 seconds for your guests to walk inside. Well, then that's great. Then it's something you don't need to think about. But if you're not, then it definitely needs to factor in. And you definitely need to add minutes to these timelines for that. Now, when I say add minutes, I'm not talking about specifically adding, oh, well, it's going to take us 17 minutes to go from here to here. No, I'm just saying, okay, hey, you know, it's about a 10-minute walk for guests to get from the ceremony site to the reception. Okay, well, that's 10 minutes for a small wedding. That might be 15 minutes for a bigger wedding. And now you're, you, you've you got this idea, okay, we, we start at five hours, but we need, you know, an extra two hours worth of time because we have a large guest count or because our ceremony site is so far away. Now you have a better idea of the block of time that you have got to work with, okay? So that's item number three. Think about your venue. Does it factor into your timeline? Does it need to factor into your timeline? Do you need to account for time uh, because of, XYZ at the venue. Something to think about. So once you figure that out, you should have an idea of, okay, well, I've got five, six, seven hours, and I have all of these activities that I need to fit within that block of window. Now it's time to move on to the next step. Okay, yeah. So the next thing that I want you to think about, once you've got all that squared away, is your order of events. Now, we're not putting times in yet, but we're figuring out the order. And here's my suggestion to you. Think about your order of events from the perspective of a guest at your wedding. Now, I 100% agree that it is your day and you should enjoy it and it should be all about you. But what I have found is that couples are able to enjoy their big day so much more when they're not having to worry about what their guests are up to. Are they hungry? Are they tired? Are they bored? If you have a good timeline in place that keeps things moving along at a pace that your guests can enjoy, then that will help you enjoy it so much more. So, Here's where you want to take all those activities that you wrote down earlier and you want to put them in the order that you want them to take place. And I, I again, I encourage you to do it from the perspective of a guest at your wedding. Okay, I pull into the venue, I get out, I sit down at the ceremony, 
There's some background music going. It's great. It's covered. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. Okay, hey, the ceremony has started on time. Ceremony ends. There's clear instructions. Well, I'm going to head up to the clubhouse for cocktail hour. I know where the bar is. I know where the restrooms are. Great. Cocktail hour's over. We're going inside. We sit down at our table. There's a grand entrance. Everybody's cheering. Now they're dismissing for dinner. Uh, My table's not going to be up for a while, but I know I can head to the bar if I wanted to. Dinner was great. Now they're doing toasts. After they do toast, we're cutting cakes, so now I got dessert to look forward to. And then they're off with their first dance and parent dances and money dance and then the actual dance and everybody's having a good time. And then the night comes to a close and we do a glow stick send off and just great. I always had something going on. I always had something to do. And guess what? You got to fill or you got to cross all those activities off your list in that set amount of time. And so you got to do everything you wanted to do and your guests also enjoyed the evening. Now, that was just an order I just threw out, but your timeline can follow something very similar to that. Um, You can shuffle things around. You can do your first dance after your grand entrance. Um, There's a lot of little things that you can do to tweak your timeline. But that's where I'm encouraging you to put the order of events down and that leads into my very next suggestion and that is identifying your fixed times and your variable times now when i work with couples this is what i tell them about the timeline order of events is the most important thing to me times are going to shuffle around the order shouldn't shuffle wedding day we might have to skip something or we may have to do something a little sooner but the order is not going to move around but we are, we are, we do need to be aware of fixed times. Now, what do I mean by a fixed time? These are times on your timeline, points on your timeline that can't really move around. Dinner is an example of a fixed time. Your caterer will serve dinner at 6.30. There is no wiggle room on that. You might be able to bump it up a little bit and keep it hot for a few minutes if you're running late, but dinner's going to be at around 6.30. Your ceremony is going to start at 3 o'clock. We have to be out of the venue by 10. These are fixed times. The churro truck is here from 8 to 8.30. That is a fixed time. There's no wiggle room there. Golden hour photos. There is a very specific set time with zero wiggle room there. So go through your timeline and identify these fixed times. These are... These cannot be moved around. Their times can't really be moved around the day of. So once we set that time, we've got to go with it. Now, everything else after that, I call those variable times. And that's those are times that are a little more fluid. We want to do toast once that last table sits down after they go through the buffet. All right, well, dinner's at 6.30. It's probably going to take everyone maybe a half an hour, 45 minutes. So let's put toasts at 7.15. Now, they don't have to take place at 7.15. But dinner's going to be at 6.30. And you know you want to do toast next. And so you're going to give your dinner about 45 minutes. Now, go through your whole timeline and put in these fixed times. 
And what you'll kind of notice is they act like chapters in a book. They kind of split your timeline up into little sections. Now, within those sections, you have got all the other activities that you want to get done. So now you can start to look at those times in between. Hey, you know, between the end of the, you know, between the ceremony and the start of dinner, we wanted to get A, B, and C done. Is that going to be enough? Is that enough time? Have we given ourselves enough time? Or do we maybe need to move and shuffle some of this order around to make that work? Hey, we only have two hours between when dinner is served and when dessert is served, and we have to get everybody through the line. We have to cut the cake. Uh, we have to do toasts. We have to do all this stuff between A and B. Is that enough time? This is where you can start to get a little more in-depth on your timeline and start to wiggle things around. But by the time you've gotten to this point, when you're moving and shuffling things around on your timeline, you should know that you've already got all of the activities that you want to get done are on your timeline somewhere. So you don't have to worry about missing something. You've taken into account how many guests you have and how long it takes them to get through the dinner line or walk from the ceremony to the reception site. You've also thought about uh, the order that you want things to take place in. And now that you have those fixed times in, you can see, well, maybe this order, we're going to have to tweak it a little bit, or we're going to have to move these fixed times around. Maybe dinner has to be at 6 instead of 6.30. Now, when you punch through these things in that order, I think when you get to the end, if you follow those steps in that order, I think you can get a pretty solid timeline put together with not a lot of holes in it. Now, that takes me to my last suggestion, number six on this list, and that is X factors. So what do I mean by X factors? Well, these are things that only you may know about your guests or your venue or what you want to do. One of the biggest X factors that I always subtly ask my couples, hey, do you have a lot of family coming from out of town? Now, do you, have you seen your guests in a while or, or is this going to be the first time you've all gotten together in a long time? So if you have, say, for example, if you have a lot of guests coming that this is going to be their first time seeing you or your family in a long time, you definitely need to account for some time in your timeline to either visit with them or go around to each of their tables and say hi or snap a photo with them. That's an X factor. If all your family's really close and they get together all the time and your wedding is going to be a blast, but you see everybody, well, maybe you don't need to account for time like that. You know, that is an X factor. You know, hey, we want to have this big elaborate outdoor ceremony, but our wedding is in October and maybe it'll rain. Okay, well... Maybe you need to now account for some time in your timeline or set aside some time in your timeline to pivot from that outdoor ceremony to an indoor ceremony. What is that going to look like? Do you need to add time to flip the room now? Maybe you're in a venue where your ceremony and your reception are in the same place and your guests have to go somewhere while that room is being flipped. Well, how long is that going to take? So account for the X factors. And, and I wish I could give you more, more examples. 
Um, but it's really something that's going to be specific to your wedding, to your guests, to your family, maybe even to your timeline. You want to do something that is, you know, time specific or there's opportunity for it to take longer than you think it might. You know, that's the last thing that I would suggest you think about when you're putting your timeline together. So again, real quick from the top, the six things that I would suggest you do when putting your timeline together. Number one, write down all the activities that you want to have taken place uh, in that set amount of time. From when your guests arrive to when they leave, what do you want to have done? Write a list down. doesn't have to be in order. You don't have to do anything. Just write it down. These are the things we want to do. Next, think about your guest count. In my experience, a five-hour wedding is great for a small to intimate wedding, 40, 50, 60 people. We can get everything done that we want to get done and have a little wiggle room, some time to dance, some time to spare. If your guest count goes up, Every activity is going to take just a little bit longer depending on how many people you have. So think about your guest count and then think, okay, are we looking at a five-hour, a six-hour, a seven-hour, maybe an eight-hour wedding? Think about your venue. Is your venue going to add any time to that? Are you getting married here and dancing here? Do your guests need to travel? Do they need to drive? Add that in. Now we know the block of time that we got to work with. Let's look at the order of events. We want to do this, then do this, then do this, then do this. My suggestion, do it from the perspective of your guest, because if they're happy, then you don't have to stress or worry about them, and you can really focus on you and your moments. Then take a look at those fixed times and those variable times, specifically the fixed times. What can we not wiggle around? Our ceremony is going to start on time. We got to be out of the venue at this time. Dinner is going to be at this time. Identify those times that can't really move around and then take a step back and look at your timeline and what you've got in between those fixed times. Are you allowing yourself enough time to do those activities? Are you giving yourself some wiggle room? All things to think about. And lastly, the X factor. Something specific to you. Walk through your timeline, look at your guests, look at your venue, look at your caterer, look at everything that you want to do, look at all your vendors, look at the situation and think, is there something that has the potential to knock this timeline off course? And if it is, let's build some time in to account for that. Because at the end of the day, if you run early and you have extra time, that's great for your DJ or band because your party is going to be longer than what you planned but you certainly don't want to run out of time. So I think if you take that list that I gave you and you attack that in order, what you're gonna get at the end is a pretty solid timeline to start with. And of course it's gonna change, It's gonna you're gonna tweak it, things are gonna come up, but it's gonna give you a great place to start. So those are my thoughts on how to put together an awesome timeline for your wedding. I hope that you found that information helpful. Now, next week on OWP, uh, I'm not going to promise any guests. I'm going to try to get guests, but we're all we're all kind of wrapping up wedding season right now. So all of the uh, people that I thought to call for this show were busy or didn't have time, and I totally get it. It's a real kind of hectic time for me as well. 
we're wrapping up our uh, 2022 wedding season. So I'm not going to promise a guest, but it would be great if we could get somebody. But I am going to throw your way some advice for having an outdoor ceremony, some things to think about. If you're having an outdoor ceremony here in Oregon, I'm going to give you some things to think about, uh, some advice and some tips uh, that I have seen in the many, many outdoor ceremonies that I've done. So again, I am Michael here for the Oregon Wedding Podcast. New episodes dropping every Thursday at noon, including next Thursday, where we will be talking about tips for an outdoor ceremony. Thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate you. Be sure to subscribe to OWP. We are on all of the major podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Just search Oregon Wedding Podcast. Thank you guys so much. Have a great night and until next time.